Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Reverend James of FolkConjure.com in North Carolina, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjureman of ConjuremanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we welcome a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Heidi Holton of HeidiHolton.com in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing us today's topic, Getting Out of Debt. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com, and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man. Miss Kat? Hi. Well, we started off the show in the chat room, as we often do while we're waiting for our theme music, and everybody's reporting that the weather is cold. <laughs> it's... um. It's freezingly cold here. I was going to look up the temperature, but I left my phone in the bedroom, which requires Nagashiva to run quickly and go get me the phone and tell me what the temperature is outside here, because it is fucking cold for California. Um, meanwhile, Balkan Diviner, I think, says it's snowing in Romania. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's winter. <laughs> And so things things are rapidly moving to the next stage of our lives. Comes every year. We're never ready for it. Ah, the freeze. So um, whatever else has been going on here at Lucky Mojo, it's just pretty much... Think, ah, here came the phone. Thank you, sweetheart. Kissy, kissy. Um, things here at the shop are doing very well. I saw people walking around coming to visit us on the weekend, all bundled up in their coats and jackets with their little children, with their puffy, fluffy um, polyester jackets. You know, the kind of things that make a child look sort of more like a little rodent than a child. And... um, Wandering around the property, looking at the labyrinth, which is all cold and frozen right now. Things are going very well at the shop. I want to give a big shout out to Hoodoo Psychics. I have been getting more calls on Hoodoo Psychics um, this month than I have in the last, oh, at least going back six months or more. Um, I guess Hoodoo Psychics calls just kind of dropped off. You know, summer, everybody's out playing around and they don't call hoodoo psychics cold weather comes they're stuck indoors and they start to phone for readings so um hoodoo psychics has been doing very well for me um this time of year that's about it i guess as far as what's going on here uh, doc murphy 
coast, brr. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're up there in the frozen north, <laughs> right? Um, and I'll tell you, it's um, it's been unusual here. We don't like it to be cold this early. It's We're not used to it. We really just don't like it. All right. Well, I'm going to say um, hello to Conjurman. How are things in your world? Hello. Things are definitely chilly where I'm at as well. Though I'm less, uh, I would say, unhappy with it because I'm so tired of summer weather. <laughs> Even in November, uh, it has been incredibly, incredibly warm. So I'm somewhat welcoming the the change in the weather and the beginning of the cold. Uh, I've been doing uh, quite well, very busy. Hopefully everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving weekend and had some time to hang out with, with family and eat good food. Um, before the Thanksgiving break, I was doing a lot of client work around reconciliation. Uh, so it's been a busy, busy uh, week and the house smells fantastic. I always love doing love work and reconciliation work for no other reason, for many reasons, but the big reason is that the house always smells so great when you're burning incenses and lighting candles with these love oils and come to me oils and reconciliation oils. It's always quite a nice treat uh, and there's a sort of uplifting of the entire altar rooms all together when we're doing that type of work. So it's been a very busy week, a very productive week, uh, and hopefully we'll see some good results from, for clients very soon. All right. Well, you know you're right. It's a nice time for food, definitely mm. a nice time for food. And the smell of spices is the smell of winter. I love to... Um, in fact, right now, I'm eating a Nuremberger Lebkuchen as we speak. This is a little, well, it's not really a cookie. It's a little small bread-like, cake-like thing um, that is made with all of the money-drawing spices in the world. It's made with ginger and cinnamon and cloves and nutmeg, and it's fucking incredible, and it's got chocolate on the bottom and sugar on the top. What more can you ask? Um, so when you were talking about the smells, I'm like, hmm, the smell of winter, definitely the smell of Nuremberger Lebkuchen. All right. Well, today we have, and if I'm chewing, by the way, while people are talking, it's because i got to get my Lebkuchen down, which, by the way, Nagashiva, I'll correct your spelling later. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so today we have Heidi Holden. If I was not mistaken, that was Heidi's little laugh right there. Hi, Heidi. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome, welcome. Well, we're doing fine. How cold is it where you are? You know, I it's not that bad here. Of course, I lived in Alaska in the Arctic for a couple of years, so everything kind of feels warm and balmy to me after that experience. Um, but we are finally getting some rain. We've had forest fires here this past month, and we're really grateful for the rain and the cooler weather. Well, what have you been up to lately? I have been so busy. I have been working full-time as a teacher. I have been traveling for music um, out of town and in town, and I am in the middle of packing up my stuff to move to Nashville, Tennessee in the next two weeks. Hello. All right. We heard about this. We want to know more about it. Um, tell me, 
what you're going to be doing in Nashville. Give us, give us, um, you know, advertise yourself, hun. I will. So I am going to be moving to Nashville to pursue my music career. I, um, you know, took a little time off during the pandemic, like most musicians did. Um, because we were all shut down, and I have some new songs written. I have gotten way better on guitar, and I'm ready to get out there and start playing and doing some co-writes with people and just have a great time in the city. I'll also be reading tea leaves and tarot cards at Aroma G's Botanica on Monday afternoon. So if you're in Nashville, come see me, either play music or come get a reading. That's wonderful. Will you be playing cards at Aroma G? Um, yes, I'll be reading tarot cards and doing TV readings. No, no, but I mean, okay, you'll be reading cards at, at Aroma G's. Will you be playing music at Aroma G's? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I will have to talk to Papa G about that because I have some beautiful songs that I've written that document some hoodoo stuff. Um, so it would be a perfect, a perfect match for that venue. It would be. I just think people would come from miles around to see that. Absolutely. I would if I was living near. I love your music and I love your playing and singing. People who don't know Heidi probably just tuned into this radio station because they just you know grew up in Tibet where they didn't have this radio station, and they've just come to America. And the first thing they did was find us on Blog Talk Radio, and they're going, "What is this?" Um, Heidi has um, a wonderful way with music and has recorded and done um, all you know CDs and of all kinds of blues music. But she's also done um, workshops for the uh, Air AISC Hoodoo Heritage Festivals, where, where she has sung songs, and I I love them. I mean, you're so good at that. A person who's really oh, carrying on you. the tradition of um, blues lyrics and hoodoo. Just amazing. And um, and and Shiva points out she did the theme music for the Crystal Silence League Hour as well. That's right. All right. Well, today our topic is um, getting out of debt. Now, in getting ready for this show, I did a little bit of research because I remembered very well that we had done a show on getting out of debt years ago and I just couldn't find it. And I finally, it took me actually an hour to find it. There's so many shows that we've done and, and they've all been logged at the forum and not all of them have their titles on them. And so I finally found it. Um, we did a show in April 30th, 2008, Somebody quick do the math. How many years ago was that? Um, on de- reducing debt and drawing money. And it was uh, me and Dr. Keone who was the co-host of the show at that time. Now, the audio from that uh, 2009 show or 2008, now I'm trying to figure out, was it 2008, 2009? It uh, looks like 2008. The audio from that show is lost. But Miss Michael who is um, one of our wonderful friends and colleagues and a member of AIR, transcribed the entire show. And so the the text of the entire show is there, complete with many spells and um, ideas on getting out of debt. So it does exist, even though you can't hear our voices, that show does exist. Now since then, since 2008, we have not done 
another radio show on getting out of debt. We've talked about um, economics and so forth, but um, we have never done another show on it. So I want to thank you, um, Heidi, for bringing this to us because, wow, you know, (laughs) this is such a strange thing that it never happened. So, Heidi, why don't you start us off talking about reducing debt, and we'll get into some of the reasons, you know, why people want to do magic and what kind of debts there are, but how about you lead us off? Absolutely. I would be delighted to. I would like to start out by saying to all of our beautiful listeners out there, um, if you are in debt, I want you to know, first of all, you are not alone. Only 23% of Americans are debt-free. Um, The average debt that Americans carry, their average personal debt, is $21,800 apiece. At the same time, 61% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck, meaning that 61% of us are just one tragedy away, one broken arm away from being in debt ourselves. Um, One in five Americans have no emergency savings. And 57% of Americans have less than $1,000 in savings. So if you are listening right now and you are in debt, you are not alone. It is a very, very common problem to have. Um, and I also wait, want wait, to wait, say... Hold on, hold on. Hold up there, Heidi. You said yes. only 23% are debt-free, and you said the average debt was what? $21,800 in consumer holy, and personal debt. Holy hell. $21,800 is the average debt? Oh, my yes. God. People, we got to do better than this. Yeah, wow. we really do. We really do. Um, it, it's a huge problem. Um, and, you know, I only pulled statistics for the U.S. because that's where I live and that's where this show is based. Um, but I'm sure that if you look, if you pull statistics for other countries, it might be something pretty similar. Um, And I know for me, when I think about money and I think about debt, for me, it's a very emotional topic. I think that a lot of Americans are raised with that sort of Puritan mindset that if you don't have money or if you're in debt or you don't have savings, you're a bad person. And it just isn't the case. I think since we're going to be doing this show and talking about debt and talking about money, we have to get the emotion out of it and get down to the practical business. That's really, as root workers, what we do is we empower people to take control of their situation. And I just want you to know that we can get out of debt. For our, there are 23% of us who are not in debt, and so it is definitely possible for everyone else. It just takes a little bit of work and shifting your mindset and maybe even doing a little magic. Uh, take this into the magical realm. I didn't realize it was that much. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. And Nagashiva in the chat said it's a function of credit promotion. You know, yeah. they they um they propagandized to you, learn your credit score, right? As if it was some sort of competitive game that you're going to play and you could win. No, no, no. Forget all that. You don't want a credit score. You want to have money. A credit score is just a symptom of how much money you could borrow to go further into debt. So um, I'm sorry, we're just having a Taurus moment here. We'll get to the magic, I promise. (laughs) But first things first, get out a pair of scissors or tin snips, right? 
and get every credit card you have and cut it up into tiny little pieces, tiny, tiny little pieces, and put it into a little jar, all the pieces into a little jar, and pour run, devil run, and cast off evil oil over these pieces and screw the lid on it and go to a deep lake. Don't put it in a river where it's going to go downstream and infect somebody else. Pour it, go throw it into a deep lake. If you live near a quarry, one of those bottomless quarries filled with water, throw it into the quarry, okay? Go home, breathe deeply, and you're out. You just got to pay it off. Whatever you you owe, pay it off, but don't have any credit cards. For God's sake, as as God is my witness, credit cards are the great original sin of the 20th century. They will kill you. All right, I, I know I could just preach on this for hours. Now, I didn't say debit cards. Debit cards are convenient because you don't want to carry a lot of cash because, you know, roving bands of thieves and all of that. But uh, So a debit card is okay. But do not have a credit card. I Just take the pledge. Just get out of it. Okay? That was my thing. All right. <clears throat> Countryman, what do you have to add? <laughs> yeah, I mean, debt is, um, it, it, in a lot of spiritual tradition, debt is considered to be a moral evil. But not, not, not to say that if you have debt, you are evil. That's not true. The debt in of itself is considered a type of evil. Which is why there is a, many traditions that don't allow debt or interest. So, for example, in the Islamic tradition, mm-hmm. interest is forbidden. It is considered a taboo. In fact, I always point out to, to some right-wing Muslims that the Quran spends more time talking about the evils of interest than any sexual sin. <laughs> there is no, there's the sexual sins of the Quran, but they don't exist. But they, you know what the Quran does talk about? Interest. It's considered a very bad thing. And there remains true in a lot of political ideologies, too. For those of us that are socialists, those of us that are Marxists, debt is considered very bad. And while credit card debt is annoying, the worst debt in America is medical debt. That is a, a true, genuine societal ill. The idea that a person can get injured or sick and then will be lit, will be burdened with a debt from that is an absolute failing for us as a society. It is beyond insane. And I don't know, Heidi, you said that other countries may, for example, have uh, similar experiences. And you're right, debt exists elsewhere. But America is absolutely exceptional when it comes to debt. It's the one thing that Americans mm-hmm. are exceptional at, military spending and debt, <laughs> and prison. Those yeah. are the three things Americans are very exceptional at. So medical debt is genuinely, in my opinion, a very true moral failing as a society. The fact that someone can get sick and then laid in with debt. So I'm going to give you two advices, one practical and one magical. The first is practical. If you were ever, heaven forbid, injured and your insurance screws you over or the hospital tries to screw you over, there's two things you should do. First, always, always, always ask for an itemized bill. Once you ask for an itemized bill, they will automatically go back and start to remove many of the excess fees because most of the time, the debt that you have is generally from like a bunch of random stupid shit. Oh, we gave you a $900 shot instead of the $500 shot. 
oh, we charged you for an extra day because you didn't leave at two or whatever it is. So if you ask for an itemized bill, they will always, I have seen it time and time again, that your debt will go from like 10000 to 5000 It will cut it almost in half. Ask for an itemized bill. Second, look up the hospital's uh, policies around payment. If you make a certain amount, there are certain the hospitals themselves, because most hospitals are endowments. Most hospitals are. So they will actually have some type of program for people who have difficulties to pay. And a lot of times that involves forgiving the medical debt entirely. So look up the hospital, look up the different payment options that they have. In it, like Make sure you do it. All of them have a place on the website. So those are the practical advice. Here's the spiritual advice. I was told a very old-timey working to ensure to keep debt collectors off of you. This should be done preemptively, not once you've got debt. Once you have debt, if you do this, it will just ensure that they don't find you. But before you even go into debt, do this, and what it will do is ensure that debt never falls upon your house. You're supposed to take an Indian cent penny. You're going to take an Indian cent, place it on a white cloth with three devil shoestrings, and you anoint it with law keep away. You are supposed to then take the cloth and fold the corners and knot it three times. Then take a nail and a hammer and hammer this on your threshold door, on the sort of threshold, on, on the mantles and the lintel. You will hammer, and what this will do is ensure that debt never comes to your house, that you will never fall into debt. If you already have debt and you do this working, it will keep the debt collector off your back. That's a good one. Um, this is this is so important, and it's interesting to me. We're getting a lot of comments here in the uh, chat, and I'm, I'm trying to keep us up to date here. Um, 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 the person whose name I can't pronounce, which probably is something like Tioga or something, um, said, Never ask for aspirin in a hospital. It's $94 a pill. Yep. That yep. is correct. <laughs> Right, that is correct. Um, and there are so many things that you just have to start thinking about. If every time um, you think of your credit card, just say the words OxyContin instead. I'm going to be using my OxyContin to pay for this, right? Because <laughs> my fentanyl, right? I'm going to be using my my death spell to pay for this because a debt accumulates like an addiction it's an addiction folks i guess i can just i, I got to tell you i'm not saying cut up your credit cards means don't pay your debt yeah the bills will keep on coming i'm going to give you a spell right now when those bills keep on coming until you pay them off take those bills that come in now you're going to pay them you got to pay them that's the honorable way to be unless you want to go bankrupt and by the way in the chat reverend art gave the figures on bankruptcy which are just like outrageous um for um for the year ending September 2023, 433,658 bankruptcies were declared in the U.S. compared to only 383,810 the previous year. So bankruptcy is a way of life here, and you can declare bankruptcy every seven years. I tell this to our Romanians who are probably wringing their hands and going, what the hell is wrong with America? Now you know what's wrong with America. But 
Credit cards are an addiction. So here you get the bill. It comes to you. You've cut up your credit cards. You cannot use your credit cards. You can't consolidate your credit cards. None of that. They're cut up. They have been covered with uh, run, devil, run, and cast off evil oil. They have been sunk into a deep lake. They're gone. Now what are you going to do? You're going to send in some payment, of course, to pay for your credit card debt. One of the things I do is ask them to always make sure that they send everything to me in paper. They'll always say, would you like that digitally or in paper? I don't. I want paper. And you can demand and request paper because you're going to use that paper in a spell. Now, if they absolutely insist that you have to get your your uh, statements done digitally, then you have to print them out. But I like it that they they did it, they licked the envelope, and they sealed it themselves, right? Of course, they do it automatically. But, you know, some person was there touching it. Take that paper, and I want you to dip it in a mixture of clean, clear water and just a little bit of lemon juice, just a little bit, like lemonade, and a little bit of sugar. In fact, you could probably just use lemonade. That would be good. And you're going to freeze that in the freezer. Fold that bill up and... um, Put it in aluminum foil or whatever you want to to keep it in the freezer and say, slow down the debt collection. Slow it down. Now, you're not going to get away from it entirely. And you can end up with a bunch of these, but you're also going to start thinking about how you're going to talk to them about payment plans and how you're going to set aside the money to pay that debt down. You did it. Foolish. You believe that there would be you know, some lottery payoff at the end that would get you out of debt, but it didn't happen. And you can't keep living this way. You've got to pay it down. So send in whatever money you can and to each one of them and put those little papers away in the freezer. Slow down the debt collection. And hey, if it does go to collections and you really can't pay it, you know, face the music. You know, do what you need to do, including declaring bankruptcy if you have to. But declaring bankruptcy is kind of like ending up homeless, um, you know, from drug addiction. It's sort of like the last step. After bankruptcy, there is life, and and you can come back. I've had friends who've declared bankruptcy and have come back. It's just like you have to hit bottom somewhere. Either you hit bottom by paying it off slowly and just suffering for a while, or you hit bottom by going bankrupt. But the day that you have hit bottom, it's like Alcoholics Anonymous. You need to join some kind of of stay-out-of-debt group. If you need me, just call me at Hoodoo Psychics, and I will lecture you endlessly about (laughs) getting out of debt. Because to me, this this is the key to a successful life. Um, people ask, how did you get successful, Cat? Just don't get into debt. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll stop raving. <laughs> no, I love it this, because this is what we do. This is what we do for people. I like to think of getting out of debt the same way that I think about getting in shape or losing weight. It's all calories in versus calories out. It's 
not spending more than you earn. And one of the things that magic is really, really good at is setting us up with a routine or a ritual that gets us in the mindset so that we're achieving our goal. So my recommendation is to anyone who is in debt, you need to do either a daily or a weekly ritual around your money. I think a really good thing for you to do would be, you know, choose one day a week. For me, it's Sunday. And I do this even though I'm not in debt. Every Sunday, I take a money-drawing bath. And then after I'm drying off, I sit down with a cup of peppermint and chamomile tea, which are both really good for protecting your money. Um, I sit down and I drink my tea and I go over my budget. I enter in what I've spent for the week. I, I type in my receipts. Um, I type in everything that I've earned. I see what I have left over. I see what I can still spend. And I tie that to something magical. And that way I'm getting the universe working in my favor. I'm taking action. And I'm also doing something that is calming and soothing. Because when you are in debt, when, you, when you're experiencing poverty, your central nervous system changes. The way that your brain works actually changes. And studies have shown that people who are living in poverty tend to make different decisions than people who are not living in poverty. So if you can do something like a calming bath and drink some soothing tea and sit down and look at your finances in a rational way, it's going to set you up for success and it's going to get you in the habit of doing it. That's that's really really good. Now, I've I've talked before and have mentioned a number of debt spells. I'm just going to give you one. This is called Debt Buster Tea, and I'm going to post it here in the um, chat log so we can all take a, a look at it. Um, so this tea was given to us by um, Carrie Simmons, and it ended up in the book Hoodoo Food. And then it became a Lucky Mojo free spell of the week back in 2020. And so we've given all the, the um, you know the possibilities here as to how to find it. Um, the the tea is very simple to make. It's three teaspoons of dried hyssop leaves for forgiveness of your sins and debts two teaspoons of dried lemongrass for cleaning out old bad habits, one teaspoon of cinnamon pieces for bringing in prosperity, and you can use a cinnamon stick if you prefer. I like the little chunks. And nine whole cloves for money, luck, and friendships because friendships really help in getting out of debt too. And you use three Ooh. cups of water, and there's your your debt buster tea. Okay. That sounds delicious. I'm definitely going to try that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. It's a really, really good one. And I I recommend it highly. <laughs> um, we've also have some threads at the Lucky Mojo Forum where people have talked about debt. And it's interesting to me, we had a lot more about debt problems going back in the years where there was, um, you know, the big financial meltdown. And the mm. Lucky Mojo Forum started um, actually in 2003, but it really got, we made it go public in 2006. And then very shortly thereafter, in 2008, there was the financial crisis. And we had a lot of posts about spells to get out of debt. So um, here's one, just as an example. It's a thread called Spells to Get Out of Debt, Fix Credit, and Get a Higher Credit Score. And I'm just going to post that link. And um, 
you can read through there's there's dozens of pages and there are spells in there and um I'm going to post another one, which is called Spells to Keep Money, Money Stay With Me, and Money Saving. Now, that's a particularly interesting topic to me because as a Taurus, I never have been in debt except for the mortgage on my house, which I consider pretty essential for most people. Um, But so for me, I want to keep money and do money stay with me spells. And so there's a thread on those. Now, Money Stay With Me is a really interesting old um, hoodoo oil that is uh, also you can get it as an incense and a bath crystal and so forth. And it's used with lodestones generally and with money. And the most um, old spell I know about it was taught to me by a guy named Brother Felix in Georgia. And this spell uses lodestones, magnetic sand, and money. And I've talked about it many, many times um, on the air. So just to give it a very quick um, pass-through, every day you add a coin or a, a piece of currency or both or however you want to do it for seven days under your lodestone and, and um, feed it with a little magnetic sand and dress it with money stay with me oil. Now, if it's coins, you can rub the coins. If it's uh, currency, you can run around the edge of the currency, just the same way you would around the edge of a paper talisman. And you, uh, at the end of seven days, you have some money under there, and you take out one of the bills or one of the coins or both, and you add a new one. And there are different ways to play it. One way is to make sure that you try to upgrade. In other words, if you have seven ones, at the on the eighth day, you put down a five and take away a one, and then you try to upgrade to seven fives if you can. If you can't, don't rush yourself. You don't have to do it every day. Some people do it once a week. For instance, when Heidi was talking about her contemplation and her um, money tea with the chamomile, which is really, by the way, great for money, um, you could um, use that time also to put the money under your lodestone. At the end Ooh. of it... Um, you know, a $100 bill being the most common uh, bill that we have, you'd end up with $700 under your lodestone. And that's enough to, you know, do something significant with. And good for you. <laughs> All right. How about you, Ali? Do you have another one? Yeah, I, I do want to say this goes a little bit back to uh, what you were saying about bankruptcy. Before you declare bankruptcy, again, another practical advice, uh, before you declare bankruptcy, a demand to see, especially if you have, if you have now been set to collections, if you've been set to collections, ask to see the actual contract or the bill itself with your signature. This is important because debt collectors are actually private companies that buy the debt from where it was originally owed, where it was a credit card company, a medical, whatever it is. And then they try to basically harangue you to make their money up. Uh, and they have to, by law, prove that you are legally, that that debt is legally tied to you. And so asking for paper copies, uh, Ms. Kat said, for example, I always ask for paper copies because they've licked it. That's a really good spiritual reason to do so. But also there's a practical reason. They have to provide a physical copy of something that shows that you actually owe the debt. And they have about 30 days to do so. And about about. of the time, they simply won't be able to, and the debt will be forgiven. So this is just another one of those practical tricks if you've dealt with collections. Before you go to bankruptcy, there is a way to see if you can get that debt uh, taken off your record and demanding it. It doesn't always work, 
Sometimes they're able to prove the paperwork, right? You signed for this, here's your signature. We can prove this in court that this is you, uh, and therefore you have to sort of pay it or, or they're considered bankruptcy. But if they can't, then the debt is completely taken off. So these are sort of another practical solution. One thing that is incredibly, incredibly important here spiritually is to rethink how money works for you. Debt is weird. It's based off of the idea of credit, of using money you don't have. And so what you need to do is rethink your money around, rethink your relationship to money with currency. One of the greatest things you can do is use cash. The more you use cash, and I look, I say this as a person who hates handling cash. I just loathe it. I don't like the feel of it. I don't like my wallet to feel that way. I, I, for me, I use my debit card for everything. But the reason for using cash is that it does really retrain you to think about how much money you're taking in versus how much money you're taking out. We've given this spell before, and I highly recommend it, the Bible spell. Every seven pages, put cash in there, money that you've saved and that you can set aside. This is an incredibly powerful and spiritual practice. And if you put it near that lodestone that Miss Cat mentions, you've got your lodestone and you've got this Bible with every seven pages, you put a 20 in there, you put a 100 in there, whatever it is you've got, you put it in there. That is going to re realign your entire spiritual life around this idea of money. It's going to change your relationship to money. It will have the money stay with you rather than go out. So use that Bible spell. That's a good one. Um, in, the, in, in the chat, I, I'll look quick and I'll turn it over to you, Heidi. In the chat, Cliff Lowe said, my grandfather was a great artist and would take ceramic piggy banks and decorate it with glitter and paint and give them to the children. My modification would be to paint symbols of wealth all over the piggy bank and add a drop of money stay with me oil on every coin you put in the bank. A lot of love went into those piggy banks, and they certainly had a magical charge. That is so true. Now, I'm just going to say something here. Cliff is Jewish, and as am I. And in our family, and we don't charge interest either. This is the same thing that Ali said about the uh, Muslim way, no interest. But in, among Jews, we are always giving money is um, a gift, um, learning life skills. We give money at Hanukkah, Hanukkah gelt, and it's usually little chocolates in the form of money. But as you get older, sometimes real money is mixed in with them. My grandmother gave me Morgan dollars. And uh, these are old silver American coins that are very large silver dollars. And I saved them. And um, many of my Jewish friends of my age were given Morgan dollars. And also, when you gave a piggy bank or a wallet, money was put into it as starter money, Mm -hmm. seed money. Mm -hmm. You would never give anybody an empty wallet or an Mm -hmm. empty purse. And my grandmother, my grandmother, every year would give me Morgan dollars. Um, it's just, it was the way it was done. And so just want to say that's magical money from your family. It's not to say I'm going to inherit everything or I'm going to be raised rich. In fact, um, my grandmother was a, a refugee from Germany. I mean, she didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of money, but she would give the children Morgan dollars because they were a a, a solid dollar. So I'm going to give you one really quick one. Take a Morgan dollar. Uh, you can buy them. Don't buy them online at eBay. The Chinese are making fake Morgan dollars. You must buy it from a regular coin shop. I, I, if you buy it from eBay and it's a fake, this will not work for you. Get a Morgan dollar and um, put it down on your, uh, you know, 
little space, take a little candle holder and stand it on it. You can use put a star holder on top of a mortgage, just like you would be putting a star holder with a little four-inch candle on top of a honey jar. You just put it on top of your Morgan dollar, and you oil that candle with some money drawing and money stay with me mixed, and you just burn it, you know, maybe seven times, burn seven candles, and take that Morgan dollar and put it in with your money, either in your in a money box, in your cash box if you have a shop, in your pocket, in your wallet, wherever you're going to keep it, that Morgan dollar will be for you to have more dollars. And if you're really into it, really into it, um, uh, Deacon Millett and I were talking this morning, and he pointed out a place that takes Morgan dollars, real Morgan dollars, and turns them into jewelry. And you can have a power ring made out of a 19th century or 1921 um, Morgan dollar. And um, yes, they do cost money, but they, they've they been made in such a way that it's a ring that fits your finger and it says $1 on it because the whole ring was made out of an actual Morgan dollar. There you go. Now, Heidi, I'm sorry. Now it's your turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's great advice. Um, I was just going to say another really nice thing about working with cash and spending cash is that you can train your money. Um, not only mm-hmm. does it give you a chance to see what's going out and, you know, how much you're actually spending, you feel the pain of letting go of those dollars, but you can train your money. You can draw the success, the success schedule in each corner. You can um, put money drawing um, powder on it and do your wavy snake lines down it. And then when you spend that money, especially when you're spending it on your business or you're spending it for education towards your goals, um, that money is going to come back to you. That's great. That's really, really great. I I love the idea of getting out of debt by um, bringing money back to you. That is so important, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. important. Do you have Mm -hmm. any other ones, uh, Conjurman? Yeah, I do. One, uh, I just want to say, if your family has given you any type of money, like seed money like Miss Cat was talking about, don't spend that money. That's really good money to keep on an altar. That's good money to put in a piggy bank. That's money that you can take. That that acts as a spiritual anchor for good money. If you put money that your great aunt so-and-so has given you when you were six years old on a money altar, let me tell you how powerful that is. That's money that has been touched by ancestors. That's money that has family connections. So piggy banks that are like familial piggy banks or wallets that will get with money, it's really great. Like you can use a symbolic amount of it if you need to, but keeping that money, storing it, and using it in spiritual practices is really, really good. This leads me to ancestral work around debt. Your ancestors are incredibly powerful allies and are eager to ensure that some type of wealth is passed on to you. If they in life were unable to pass on some type of wealth, they can help you still with debt. You can place the debt that you owe um, on an altar that is dedicated to your ancestors. Light a white candle and give them a symbolic amount of money, genuinely genuinely in the form of three coins that you have anointed with blessing oil or holy 7-Eleven oil or some type of holy oil, along with a cup of water. An alternative to this, I was told not to anoint the coins, but to put the coins in the cup of water 
so that the ancestors have access to it. But you could do it either way. And you ask your ancestors, help me to pay off this debt. Help me to remove this burden from my life. Allow me to pass on your wealth to my descendants. And the ancestors will come through. Generally, like a sudden form of money will appear. An extra stream of income will appear. Or there will be some way of reducing the debt. They will help you pay off your debt. They're incredibly powerful in that regard. Wow. All right. Um, We've got so much coming in here. We're going to run out of time. Um, Some people believe they've been cursed and that – that someone cursed them to um, not have money. And there is a thread at the forum called Spells to Break Money Jinx, Luck Stealing Curse, Job Loss Hex, and Financial Blockage Curse. And so if you believe that the reason you're in debt is that someone cursed you to be poor, that thread, which I've just posted the um, the URL for, will help you with specific spells for that. It's a little off the main topic here, but it does happen. I have seen it happen. And so just be, you know, be aware of that. Um, Cliff Lowe also put in a couple of other things. He said, I put a packet of iron filings from my prosperity lodestone in my wallet along with talismans and packets of money herbs. And um, and he also talks about um, oiling a leather wallet with condition oils. If you use those plastic vinyl wallets, you're wasting a chance to um, help yourself. Leather absorbs oil. Leather needs to be oiled or it'll dry out. And so use money oils, money um, drawing and money stay with me oil, particularly money stay with me, on a leather wallet uh, or leather purse um, to keep money uh, coming in. Another one you that know, we I talked actually, about. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. I was going to just um, elaborate on that. I actually use a little bit of steady work and John the Conqueror oil in my fretboard oil that I oil the fretboard on my guitar. I just put a little drop of each one of those. So if you're wanting to get money um, from your job, from what you do for a living, you can also oil your tools with that, with those condition oils. Mm-hmm. That's really good, too. Um, there's a, it just went right out of my head. I was going to say something about the financial blockage curse and I've completely forgotten it. So go on to the next I'm one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Um, Balkan Diviner says the mistletoe is associated with prosperity in Romanian culture. Keep some in a vase of water during Christmas and New Year's. Yes, we associate it also with um, love and sexuality, but it is financial as well. Um, the, um, the use of money stay with me to uh, keep your stuff from breaking is really good. And um, you can put that on any of your tools, refrigerators, um, stoves, cars. Money stay with me keeps those things from breaking down. You want to, you know, pray that your car is the car that will last for many thousands more miles till it becomes a Guinness Book of World Records car. And repair, repair, do not repurchase. Always repair if you can. Mm-hmm. It's so important. And when you do repair, money stay with me is something that your friend, you can always use that to dress anything that needs to be repaired because you don't want to be spending money on something that could be repaired. And I know a lot of people, the reason they get in debt is they watch and look at all of those 
famous people with all the fabulous toys and wonders, and they say, I want to have those things too. All I have to do is go into debt to get them. But but just don't. Don't do it. The biggest problem that people face who are well-meaning people is student loan debt because they really believed the idea that it would help them have a better career, and it doesn't always. And you can... Oh, did we lose Miss Cat? I think so. Yes, I think we might. Yeah. We have Blog Talk has been doing that. There uh, always a there's always an opportunity. There's always, either Miss Cat drops or I drop. Uh, but poor Miss Cat <laughs> has always been in the middle of a conversation and she's saying something so good and then Blog Talk's mm-hmm. like, no, no, this wisdom is only for Miss Cat. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth that's so true so i'm going to throw in a, a free spell until until miss cat uh, comes in or throw in another spell i should say um in a slightly different track here one way to to deal with debt collectors in particular to make sure that once debt has been accrued when whether it's medical debt credit card debt or whatever to make sure that it's then paid off and then to increase your credit i know that I know that we, there is a there's a lot of skepticism around credit, and rightly so. Credit is a really the credit score is such a stupid, weird idea. But the reality is, it's the society we live in. You need credit to rent an apartment. You need credit to, to mm-hmm. buy a house. This credit score does matter. So, how do you ensure that if you've got debt, it doesn't impact your credit score? So, I'm going to teach you this really interesting little technique. What you're going to do is take your ideal credit score, which is like 720, 8, what, 800, whatever it is. You're going to take three coins and using a marker, you're going to write on the coin the amount, your credit score that you would like. Place this credit score in a bowl with a white candle and or sprinkle on it bayberry, cinnamon, five-finger grass. And then regularly burn down white candles on a Wednesday on this. And what this will do is start to increase your credit score so that even if you have debt, as you pay that debt down, your credit score will rise until it reaches the score that you want. I hear the clicking in the background, so I think Ms. Cat is back. <laughs> yeah, and that's a fantastic spell. That, that was a very good spell. I like that. Um, yeah, you know, if you... If you want to have a credit score, may I just say something? My credit score is unknown to me. I have, I am virgin. I have never looked up my credit score since they were invented, and I never will. And I recommend to anybody who has never looked up their credit score, never do. It's a world of insanity that you are being hustled hustled into it's a world of addiction I mean, <laughs> just don't do it but but if you are watching your credit score that spell by ollie is good it's a yeah. it's definitely a good one especially uh, if Phyllis, you're trying to buy a house or anything like that you need to watch your credit score it's unfortunate but it is an insane world it really is it is an insane world a phyllis margaret gabor said i don't know my credit score either i never had a credit score and i bought property and um, you know, you just trade up and trade up till you get better property. That's all. That's how life should work. You know, the hell with your Ideally, credit score. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, yeah. Ideally, yeah. right. We, we right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the other thing here about um, lodestones is so important. Lodestones will draw money. We've all talked about it. Cliff Lowe, who's in the chat, did a whole workshop 
on a lodestones on the altar for money magic and other things too. Um, you can check out that um, workshop. Um, and, you know, Cliff says also um, put some money stay with me oil around your mail slot or mailbox so bills don't come to your house. Cliff is really a money master. I'm going to say that. Um, he knows a lot he about is. this stuff. Yeah. Um, so um, there are, uh, as I mentioned before when I talked about Lebkuchen, there are these money herbs. We all know what they are, the so-called pumpkin pie spices and, you know, cloves, cinnamon, nutmeg, mace, the whole little array of those brown spices. Um, those are to attract money, but attracting money worth a darn if you don't stop the money from leaving your house, okay? Yeah. So... Um, you you want to be sure that when you're going to go spend um, money, you keep your money in little separate accounts, little envelopes. In fact, literal envelopes will work, but they can be little digital envelopes. I get paid for my readings at PayPal. My PayPal money stays at PayPal. It's only used to buy things that can be bought via PayPal. It's not used for my... Um, Car insurance, I can't pay that with PayPal. It's not used for uh, my um, any kind of um, medical um, prescriptions. PayPal money that I make is for PayPal. So it's a separate envelope. I have actual cash in actual, like, little accordion-fold things, right? That money is for different projects. Each project, its own place. Don't borrow money from one project to pay for another, I know I'm, I'm just this is you know this is your crazy old Jewish grandmother okay do not borrow money and in every one of those little places you have to keep a seed money you must keep seed money so if you have a uh, or an accordion fold envelope with hundred dollar bills in it that you're going to be using to oh you know pay for some landscaping project put a Morgan dollar in with it one Morgan dollar that's your seed mm. or if not if you can't afford a Morgan dollar put a dime a mercury dime some sort of silver silver draws silver and so but keep that even after you spend everything out that little piece still remains you got that Morgan dollar in that envelope and you're going to build that envelope again each envelope separate each thing separate so that you don't end up with this giant whatever it was $21,800 debt that you might have uh, a, a lot of these little envelopes is my prayer for you, and each prayer will, I mean, each envelope will give you money for that project. Separate everything. Hi. <laughs> ah. So, um, uh, Balkan Diviner says, Balkan Diviner says, one of the superstitions this family has is to avoid starting making important payments on Mondays. Let the newly entered money stay in your house. That's a good one. I've never heard that one before. But that does if remind can... me of besamum spices um, and the use of besamum spices in hoodoo. Besamum spices is a Jewish thing where you take and smell at the end of the Sabbath before, the, before you go back to work. You smell naturally occurring, wonderful scented herbs and spices. And it could be myrtle and mm. bay and rosemary and it could be cinnamon. And you, you, every besamum recipe is different. And somehow that got the reputation among um, Christians, particularly African-American Christians, thinking that must be what Jews use to make money. But the idea is that you you get 
away from the spiritual Sabbath and you go back to work and you smell this to kind of re-enter the world. But bessemum spices became known as money-drawing herbs in hoodoo. Go ahead, mm. Ollie, your turn. I was just going to mention, if you're thinking of the timing along the lines of uh, avoiding Mondays, the planetary days and planetary hours can be worked in your favor in that regard. Certain planetary hours are considered to be particularly good for dealing with things like debts and burdens and making payments. For example, uh, the day of Mercury Wednesday within the hour of Saturn is generally considered a really good time to make any type of payment so that they never become burdensome. So that if you do have some type of debt or you have some type of payment that you have to make, so Mercury Day is pretty ideal. And you can do this if you have, like, for example, a credit card company that you've got to pay your credit card, you know, amount to or you have payments to make. You can call them up and ask them if they can change your payment date. And so let's just select a day that falls on a Wednesday, and it works really well. If, on the other hand, it's like a specific day, like you have to pay it by the 15th, that's not a big deal. 15th, just do the Wednesday before. Do the Wednesday before on the hour of Saturn, make your payments, and it will ensure, one, that you get into the habit of making your payments on time so that you never miss it, and two, that the timing works in your favor so that the payments never become burdensome for you. Yeah, and in the in the chat, um, there's an old trick which I've mentioned before, which is where you sign your name under the treasurer of the United States um, so that the money is yours, and then you mark RTM um, on it, which means return to me, and then you spend that money on things you need, and more, that money will come back to you. Um, uh, so there's so many things. We're going to run out of time. I mean, but the idea here is what's the use of all this money coming in if you keep on spending, spending, spending? So give yourself some time to think about what you really need. Do you need that new TV? Do you need those new shoes? Whatever it is, if you can hold off for a week, you can put money aside for a week, and that money will add up every week. If you say, do I need to go out to a restaurant this week? Maybe I should just uh, make some ramen at home, and the money that I could have spent at that restaurant now goes into my Bible or into my piggy bank, or into my envelopes. A little bit at a time. Dr. Yeah. Sweet said, Ultimately. my local 7-Eleven refused Mark money. That's funny. <laughs> I just wanted to say that um, asking yourself if those things are important is so important. Is money about material things, or is it about having choice and freedom? Because for me personally, having money in the bank means that I am not indebted to anyone. I don't have to spend my time doing things that I don't want to do. I can spend my time joyfully pursuing the things that I do want to do. So mindset is huge when it comes to saving money. Yeah, that's, that mindset is what it's about. Um, I'm going to ask uh, Nagashiva, did you get all of those um, uh, URLs for the different threads in? If not, now is the time to do them. Yes. You did? Okay, great. All righty. Um, so we have a lot that we can help with at the forum. And so that's forum.luckymojo.com. And if you have any questions about any of the spells you've heard on this show, just go to the forum, and we will be glad to explicate and elucidate. Ah, there's our music. The course of this program is provided by... Oops, sorry, Miss Cat. 
Oh, I was just woofing. That's okay. Go right ahead. Oh, okay. (laughs) Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our client is Nita, calling from 919 in North Carolina. Nita, are you there? Yes, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Great. So um, you've indicated that you've not had any uh, readings on this particular situation. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, thank you. And she writes that I believe these are subjects that she would like to focus on, information, career path, and life companionship. Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Well, we're going to have to pick one of these, Nita, because we really only have time for one. Um, okay. You want information on companionship, and the you also want um, on uh, career path. Which would you prefer? Um, career path. Okay. Oh, my, my, right. my business going in. All right. Well, that goes I in really well. With, that, that goes best with this particular day on, on getting debt free. And I'm going to ask you before we go any farther, what sign of the zodiac are you? Capricorn. Capricorn. And I'm going to, you know, you don't need to give me any figures here, but how are you with respect to debt? Are you debt-free? Are you in debt? Yeah, I, I would say that I have debt. <laughs> you have debt. All right. So you're the right person calling at the right time. All right. I'm going to turn this over to Countryman, and he's going to do your reading. Okay. So so if I understand you're interested in your career path, um, do you have, are you currently, is there an industry you're currently working in or you're interested in? Well, more along um, uh, in the midst of still trying to grow my business, I guess for me, I'm, you know, I'm impatient with the mm-hmm. the growth of it. Um, so uh, I'm currently a social worker, but then I'm also moving into like the holistic with like Reiki healing and okay. um, herbs and things like that. So. Okay, that's great. The reason I ask is because uh, the and and you saying that you do social work is very important. Because the very first card that I have here is the Three of Pentacles, and the Three of Pentacles is a card of patience, but it's also a card that that does talk about service. This is an individual that is working on a cathedral, and they're being watched by two people. Oftentimes, it's referred to as their two either the person who's financing it uh, or the person who's supporting it. One looks like a monk, so perhaps one is an architect. What this indicates is that the work that you're doing, particularly the social work that you're doing, may not necessarily bring as much wealth as you hoped because the, if you look at the Three of Pentacles, there are actually no coins in this particular mm-hmm. card. Uh, and so they may not bring you the amount of wealth that you, you desire, but there is something in this particular work that is actually beneficial for you. And that could be spiritually beneficial. It could be emotionally. There's something here 
that is incredibly important for you, that's important for your path. And what it likely indicates is that there's going to be some type of transition through the an aid. So someone who has done social work but has now transitioned into doing holistic work is going to be a mentor. So doing some magical work to draw in a mentor is going to be incredibly, incredibly important here. You want to draw someone to you who's already walked this path and who can start this merger. What it's likely going to be is a blend where you'll do social work and holistic work and there can be some type of overlap between the two of them before you're able to really blossom into that business. It is going to take time here. You need to be very, very patient. The Eight of Pentacles is the next card, and it's a person who is working at their profession slowly. Sometimes they'll fail. Sometimes things won't work out, but slowly they will build, 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 and build. The, this generally indicates to me that likely any type of success that you'll have will take a lot of time to manifest. And I know that you're feeling a little bit of impatience, but you're going to need to really drive deep into that sort of Capricorn steadfastness in order to ensure that you don't give up, you don't falter, and you aren't, uh, you don't, uh, beset by doubt here. The indication is that you likely won't see a full transition or really a fruition of this independent business that you're hoping to develop for many, many months. The indication here might be even spring of next year when you start to see it really build momentum. So be patient with this. We're talking months now. We're not talking a couple weeks. We're not saying by, by next year it's all going to be great. No, it's actually going to be by spring of next year you'll, when you'll start to see some momentum. And that doesn't mean you'll be fully successful. It means that the momentum will start to build by that time. So that's several okay. months away. The good news is that success is promised to you. The final card that we have is the Four of Wands. And the Four of Wands is victory and success and celebration. It is one that brings you the abundance that you're looking for, both emotionally and materially. You will be successful in your endeavor. You will be successful in your career path. But again, there are two figures here in the background. There is a very strong indication that you need to be doing this in partnership with someone else, whether it's a mentor, a guide, someone who's walked down this path before is very strongly coming through in this reading. Bring in a mentor, bring in a guide, bring in someone who has walked down this path, maybe do some magical work, call upon your ancestors, ask them to bring this mentor to you wherever they are so that you can start to build the success to you. The good news is the answer here is yes, you will be successful. You just have to be a little bit patient. I'm going to turn this okay. over to our next reader, uh, Heidi, who's then going to read for you, and then Ms. Cat will give you some group work recommendations. Okay. All right, Nita, I'm so glad to speak with you today. Um, my, the cards that I pulled um, are eerily similar to Conjurman Ali's. My first card is the Three of Swords. Um, I think that the work that you're currently doing with social work is weighing heavy on your heart. I think that, number one, you're doing God's work. You're helping people, um, and you're a huge asset to the community. But this work takes its toll on you. Um, so make sure, um, I know that you're um, into Reiki, and with Reiki, you can do Reiki on yourself. Make sure that you're staying grounded. Make sure that with this this type of work, you're not internalizing other people's problems and you're able to fill your own cup. Um, my next card is the Six of Wands. So I absolutely agree with Conjurman Ali. I think that you will have success, 
But I think that having the support of a friend or mentor is going to be absolutely essential to what you're doing. Um, I think that you'll be very successful with your business. I think that the work that you do already with social work is going to translate really well to helping other people in the spiritual realm, helping other people energetically and with herbs. I think that you're naturally gifted for this sort of thing. And I think that you do um, have that ability to be really grounded and really supportive to other people. But just keep in mind that you need support too. So look for that mentor, look for that friend, somebody who has a similar mindset as you. And in fact, I'm thinking, I know that you um, had mentioned you were also interested in, um, you know, companionship and a reading on that. You could find your companion through this business that you're doing. So through your spiritual work, you could end up finding a partner who has similar interests and similar um, goals as you. And that could end up leading towards a romantic connection as well. My final card, just like Conjurman Ali, I drew the Eight of Pentacles. So same mm. advice. Keep working. Keep doing your current job. Keep being um, in the social work realm that you're in. Keep, continue to help others on, on that platform, but continue to work to grow your business. So do the practical things. Get your website. Get your business cards network with people in the community who are doing similar types of spiritual work. Um, and just don't give up. Um, like Conjurman Ali said, it could take several months. It could be into the spring of next year that you're seeing results. But I think that you will absolutely see results with this new career path. And I think that you can continue to, um, you know, use your use – your, um, like the good work that you do with social work, you can begin to like integrate Reiki into that as well. So do self-Reiki, heal yourself, ground yourself so that you can be strong for other people. Okay. All righty. All right. Well, I'm going to, those are great readings and uh, interesting that there was that overlap on that eight of pentacles. Um, mm. That's a that's a very important uh, card for anybody who wants to have a business. Um, I'm going to give you some um, thoughts here. I like the fact that you got several coin cards in in amongst these, and you also got some wands cards. And um, I think the six of wands was one of them, which had a little wreath of bay laurel leaves. So, and you're talking about herbs and things like that. I think you should um, set up a little bowl. And put into it um, herbs that are used for money drawing and for success. Bay is good for success. Um, chamomile um, is a good one for money. Uh, mint is good for money. Rosemary is good for any project that women want to do. And mix some coins into that bowl. Uh, one way that I do these sorts of things is whenever I burn a candle, I would pay for the candle with a coin and put it into the bowl. So you're going to be making a mix here of some of those uh, money herbs. You can look them up at hoodooataglance.com. That's H-O-O-D-O-O-A-T-A-G-L-A-N-C-E.com, hoodooataglance.com. And just look up money herbs. There's a lot of them. Or you can buy the pre-made money mix that we make um, um, Bessemum spices or money herbs. It doesn't really matter how you do this, but it's like a potpourri, mm-hmm. and you're going to put okay. some coins. Put some coins in every time you burn a candle for money. Just um, put in a 
a coin, eventually you'll have a nice little bunch of money and coins. And I want you to take and tie that into a um, uh, like a white handkerchief, tie it cross town, cross town ways, and um, you can carry that with you. You can make several of those little bags. You can use the money also that you put into the bowl as you burn candles for your success to pay for things such as the business cards and all we were talking about. But if you're like me, you'll start a PayPal account separate for your uh, reading and Reiki, whatever you're going to do, donations, and all the money that comes into that PayPal account will only be spent on developing that business. So don't be borrowing $20,000 to buy shelving and this and that and the other. Just start real small. I will do readings, right? And you do readings or I will do Reiki or I will I will uh, do life coaching or whatever it is you're going to do, pay me with PayPal. When that PayPal money gets above your seed money, I use $100 as my seed money level, um, mm-hmm. then you can use that PayPal money to buy something like business cards from Vistaprint, some company that will accept PayPal. And so the the entire program of this career change will grow within its own amniotic sac, as it were, without parasitizing your other job and your other income. It may take time. As Conjurman says, it will take time, but it's the way to grow a secondary business and eventually you know, like that butterfly bursting out of that cocoon, it'll come bursting out and your old life will be left behind. Mm, so okay. that is that is my um, idea of how you can do this sort of work. Now, when you are working with something like business cards and things like that, you're going to have to dress them. So you want to dress the business cards with some, oh, you know, money drawing uh, sachet powder. I'm sure you you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I don't know. I mean, I, I recognize your name, right, and I know uh, you know uh, this stuff. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna dress it with some um, uh, you know money drawing powder, maybe some look me over powder, some attraction powder, things like that, and you're going to be able to hand those business cards out. Make sure that you have made yourself all of the social media accounts that you need under whatever name you're using. If you have to keep these separate from your other job, then use a separate name. No shame on that. And um, develop the following. Develop that community. Be sure that you do things that will attract people within the community to help you because it's um, came out in both the readings from Conjurman and from Heidi that you need some sort of a, a collegial um, atmosphere. Again, you mm-hmm. could go to the Lucky Mojo forum and start posting under your uh, name by which you do this kind of spiritual work. Answer people's questions. Uh, you won't get paid for it, but if you right. if you do it, people will start to recognize your name. And uh, you you know you can't advertise there, but they'll recognize your name. And they'll say, well, who are you anyway? And they'll look you up on uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you put yourself out. Just be consistent in the use of those names that people will know who you are. You can also find clients at where you work. You'd be surprised how many people who are social workers, physicians, nurses, school teachers, librarians want to get a reading. And if they know that you will do readings 
they will come to you for readings. It's a little bit giddy. Oh, my God, they're my friend. They're my colleague. But they'll still come to you for a reading. I work in a metaphysical shop. Guess who comes to me for readings? People who work in my metaphysical shop. Now, you'd think, well, they could do their own readings, but almost nobody can do their own readings. It's too, uh, you get too mm, weird with it. So they Mm -hmm. come to me for readings, and I go to them for readings. So your current peers may become your clients, and I would recommend that uh, very much to you. When you make your business card, make sure you put on it all of the contact information you have, and uh, don't go out with one of these super sophisticated, you know, um, you know, <laughs> Miss Blah Blah reader. No, no. It's got to be Miss Blah Blah reader at, you know, www.whatever and such and such. On, you know, you got to really say, and you can help yourself even if you put down what kind of readings you do. And, um, you know, like I do um, ancestral readings or I do um, tarot card readings or whatever. Give all the information you can on your business card. It'll help people understand you. Go around to where there are, I know you said you lived in uh, North Carolina, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So are there any kind of, well, you're you're close to um, uh, uh, Reverend Art and Reverend James. Do you live near them? Uh, I'm not sure. I think in Raleigh. So. You're in Raleigh. That's farther away from them, I believe. They're they're more up in the hills and the yeah, mountains, I think. Than mm-hmm. yeah. But now, in that doesn't mean that you're so far away that you can't meet up with them sometime. Go okay. and meet up with them. See what they have to say. They are colleagues of yours. I would say go meet Heidi Holton right away, but she's moving to Nashville. So, <laughs> so it's like the, the universe abhors a vacuum. You know, Heidi moves to Nashville, and now Nita is going to be the root, the root worker and reader of Raleigh. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So come your space and um, and see what you're going to do. You know, you can do it. I I have great faith in you. Anybody else have anything to add? That was I do. If, yeah. <laughs> that was it? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jump in with something. I would like to add that I think a really nice spiritual supply for you to work with would be Money House Blessing, and in particular mm. in the form of incense. Um, and I think what you should do, if it were me, I would have a have a weekly ritual where I write some or I light some money house blessing incense, and then I meditate for 10 to 15 minutes. And during this time, focus on your goal. Focus on what it would look like if you had that successful spiritual practice. If you had customers coming in for Reiki and for herbal um, treatment picture your perfect lover. I think that this is a really good combo incense for you that will both draw financial security to you and abundance into the household and also a little bit of companionship as well. It's going to lead to a happier home. But really meditate on what it would feel like if you had the things that you desire. Okay. That's, that's really beautiful. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful way to do it. And um, when it comes to herbs and working with herbs, I would recommend you make a few little um, blends of your own and sell them to people uh, as starters or give them away as starters. People like herb blends. 
All right. Phew. All right. Well, I wish Nita all the luck in the world. Um, now we're going to have the tritonal network identification. LMC. You're listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurement, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield in syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LaFay in syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Heidi Holton of HeidiHolton.com in Nashville, Tennessee. Take it away, Heidi. All right. I'm so excited about this spell. Um, I have made this mojo bag for a lot of my clients, and I am not going to be a gatekeeper. I'm just going to give it to you straight. Um, This is a mojo for steady work and abundance, and um, if you carry this mojo with you, it will really help you to get out of debt. So you will need one whole buckeye, one mercury dime, one piece of gravel root, alfalfa, calendula, five-finger grass, and sassafras. You will also need a green flannel bag with a drawstring, a brown paper bag to make your petition paper, black or green ink, um, like just a regular pen to write your petition, You'll need steady work oil, money stay with me oil, and wealthy way oil. And finally, you'll need money house blessing incense. So you'll begin by preparing your workspace. Lay everything out so that it's easy to reach and light a stick of your money house blessing incense or if you have the kind that you burn on charcoal, um, you can burn that on charcoal if it's, a blend, if it's like a herb blend. Um, you'll make your name paper. You are going to use your ink pen to write your name seven times in the center of a square of paper that you have cut or torn from a brown paper bag. Then turn your paper 90 degrees and cross your name with the words wealth and prosperity, also written seven times. In an unbroken circle, write the words money come to me, money stay with me, um, around your name. Now you're going to write the success sigil in each of the four corners of your petition paper. And finally, you'll five-spot your petition paper with Wealthy Way and Money Stay With Me oil, placing one dot of each in the four corners of the petition paper and one in the center. Now you're going to put a strand of your hair in the center of the petition paper and fold the paper towards you. 
rotate it 90 degrees and fold it towards you again. You can do this a couple of times until it's a tiny little square. Um, pass your petition paper through the smoke of your money house blessing incense as you pray sincerely from your heart and ask God to bless you and your family with abundance making sure that you're also thanking God for the many blessings that he has already given to you. Place your petition paper in the green flannel bag. Anoint your buckeye with steady work oil and ask it to watch over you as you search for a new job, look for new opportunities and customers, or ask for a raise. Then place that buckeye in your green flannel bag. Anoint your mercury dime with wealthy way and money stay with me oil and speak to it. Explain your goals and ask that it help you to achieve them. Then place your mercury dime in the bag. Anoint your gravel root with steady work oil, asking it to be your ally in finding and or maintaining a steady stream of income. And place the gravel root in the bag as well. Now you're going to add a pinch of alfalfa, a pinch of calendula, a pinch of five-finger grass, and a pinch of sassafras to the bag. Pass the bag through the smoke of the incense a few times, and then you're going to breathe into the mojo bag as if you were breathing life into it. Wrap the drawstring around the bag three times and then tie it off. I tend to tuck the drawstring underneath where I wrapped it and pull it tight. Anoint your bag with Money Stay With Me and Wealthy Way Oil and pass the bag through the smoke again as you recite the 23rd Psalm. For the next week, you should carry your mojo bag with you next to your skin every day. So keep it in your bra, pin it inside your underwear. You're going to want to sleep with it under your pillow at night. Your mojo is going to start to get to know you and get used to you um, and become your ally. After that, anoint your mojo once a week. I like to choose the same day every week to anoint it. And you can anoint it with money, stay with me, steady work, and or the wealthy way oil. You can use all three or just one depending on your needs that week. Um, and as you do that, recite the 23rd Psalm. You're going to carry your mojo with you in your pocket or your purse at all times and you can place it on your nightstand or in the drawer next to your bed while you sleep, and just remember to keep that mojo hidden. Wow. <laughs> and that, folks, so is why good. we love Heidi Holton. That is so, so thorough, so well thought out, every piece of it explained. The only thing I'm going to add to it is you need a mercury dime to do you any good at all, and that's a, a phrase I heard many, many years ago. And for people unfamiliar with mercury dimes, they are not made of mercury. They are <laughs> silver winged liberty coins made in the USA from 1916 to 1945. And um, But they look like mercury, but it's actually a very pretty young woman um, who is the model for it. And she was um, the wife of the poet uh, uh, Wallace Stevens. But that's a whole other story anyway. Uh, so, and Phyllis says, thank you for not gatekeeping. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you, Heidi, for for just laying it all out there. And this is the kind of mojo, by the way, that folks will charge a good amount of money for. And so she has given you kind of the recipe for making a very 
very well put together mojo. Thank you, Fantastic, Heidi. Fantastic, Mojo. You're so welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and I have and the nothing, great use... nothing to add to it. Go ahead. I'm just, I was just going to say Buckeye. You don't, you don't really see that very often. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Buckeyes you know, come I... in all different, different sizes, and uh, small Buckeyes are probably the best for this. People like a large Buckeye, but small Buckeye is good. Buckeye, again, for people who don't know it, it's a relative of the chestnut, but much smaller. All right. Um, so JD said, a person posted on the LM forum regarding this topic and not able to log in. Well, uh, that's just going to be their problem, and we can talk to them later. So um, here is our end music playing, playing softly in the distance. We could ask it to come up one notch. There it is. Yes, and now we can turn this over to Reverend James. (laughs) Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man, and thank you, Heidi of HeidiHolton.com in Nashville, Tennessee, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we will have the Mandilla of Pandangit.com in Seattle, Washington, bringing us an Oracle Hour topic on the Thessamero. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find this cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Reverend James, joining you from folkconjure.com in North Carolina. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archives via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Goodbye. And um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to just take a moment here to tell you all, follow Heidi Holton. If you live in the Nashville area, she's going to announce when she gets there. And um, y'all can go see her at Aroma G's. And um, the chat log for this, with spells and links included, will be posted as soon as Shiva gets around to it. And um, gosh, in the meantime, you should turn into our other radio shows like Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with uh, Reverend James and Reverend Art. We are rebroadcasting the old Now You Know shows in sequential order for those of you who missed them the first time around. We are rebroadcasting the old Crystal Silence League Hour shows for people who missed them, the old Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron for those who missed them, and we have brand new Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron shows going live every week. So I hope you all find what you're looking for on the Lucky Mojo Network. Good night. Good night, all. Good night. Good night. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.